I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Michael McNeil, Global Chief Privacy and Security Officer at Medtronic, a manufacturer of medical devices. Michael will be discussing some of the top privacy and security threats facing the medical device industry and how Medtronic is dealing with those challenges. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing, Marianne? Good. Now, to start, what do you think are the top privacy and cybersecurity threats facing medical devices and why? So I look at the top threats in, in two fashions. Number one, making sure that from a medical device and organizations in the medical industry, we understand that there's a balance between device security and potential threats that would be with the safety. And organizations like Medtronic clearly, you know, engage and look at, at those efforts in a, in a very, you know, strong manner. And by doing so, reaching out to external as well as, as other independent sources, but balancing that balance between, you know, patient safety and the overall security. When we talk about what are those top privacy and security threats, I think they can be discussed in, number one, how we protect and ensure that there's patient safety. And this is due to the potential threats and potential demonstrated attacks that the industry has experienced and seen by ethical hackers. Secondly, we want to make sure that we protect and ensure the integrity of our patients and customer data. There are more and more requirements are expected and demanded by patients in our ability to demonstrate our economic value and the solutions we offer from Medtronic's perspective, and we need to make sure that we keep and maintain that integrity of that information is essential. I think third, we need to make sure that customers, that we're meeting their security and privacy needs. We work within a healthcare environment and a delivery organization and there's a number of stringent privacy and data protection laws related to securing data and the transfer of that data across a number of geographic borders, and that's paramount in, in the activities that we do. And then finally, I view protecting intellectual properties. The medical device industry has clearly been openly communicated to and targeted by a number of nation-state attacks where they've tried to gain access to our networks and ultimately our intellectual properties. As organizations like Medtronic clearly continues to expand and develop in emerging markets, it's going to be more and more critical for us to ensure the security of our most critical assets like IP. And so what are you doing at Medtronic to address some of those issues related to IP being stolen or hacked into? So some of the key steps that, that we're doing is, one, to, to look at reducing our overall security risk uh, because we do see an increased use of, of wireless cloud technologies is to make sure that there's a holistic approach. So at Medtronic, we've consolidated our efforts around privacy, device, IT, and physical security into one organization, one governance structure, and we build a holistic approach towards our patients, our people, and the privacy of, of our information. We also ensure that security is built into 
our new products and our development processes or the devices and solutions that we offer. We also conduct external testing in addition to some of the internal testing that we do around vulnerability and, and remediation. So as we look at IP, just as we look at the devices and solutions themselves, those are some of the critical um, you know, key areas that we're doing as an organization. We also work heavily across industry and the regulatory landscape and collaborate around standards, best practices, and ongoing monitoring and being pretty vigilant within the space itself. We also try to provide an ability to make sure that if something does go wrong, that we have and can respond rapidly and, uh, and conduct contingency planning and incident response management so that we can be more effective and in tune with our environment. Now, you also referenced that um, ethical hackers have demonstrated how they can remotely program medical devices from afar. And just a couple of years ago, the, the late ethical hacker Barnaby Jack demonstrated that he could remotely program one of Medtronic's insulin pumps to deliver a potentially dangerous dose of insulin. Since then, what sorts of changes has Medtronic implemented and what, what are the biggest lessons that Medtronic and other medical device makers can learn from these sorts of ethical hacker demonstrations? Well, I think one of the, the, the first comments that I would make is that working together and with organizations like Barnaby Jack, with um, individuals like Jay Radcliffe, who is actually a, a patient of, of Medtronic, our collaboration in working with those individuals and others that present information is critical within the, the entire process. I would also just reiterate and state that it's not something that is specific to Medtronic, and it is more relevant to the industry as a whole. So as an industry, we need to continue to collaborate, continue to build into our development processes, work with the regulatory organizations to ensure that we are providing the most safe and efficient solutions for our patients and customers, continue to work with industry and developing those best practices and being able to provide the appropriate response from any type of incident uh, management solutions. So I think those are some of the key elements. Specifically, as we look at our products and solutions and make sure that we're doing the external as well as internal testing and remediations around efforts that we find as a result of the products and solutions is also a, a critical factor that we've incorporated into our overall program here at Medtronic specifically. What steps should healthcare organizations take to better protect medical devices that are used in their environments from cybersecurity and privacy threats? For instance, should healthcare organizations apply software patches and anti-malware software to medical devices? I think that as we work more closely as an industry and collaborate, as I stated earlier, around with the regulatory organizations, with external industries, I think that you'll find more organizations begin to refine their development processes and they will incorporate what would be traditionally more security practices. 
some of those security practices that you have just alluded to, like doing patching and anti-malware software within their solutions, I think will be some of the next key steps, but it will be where appropriate and where it makes sense. Again, we as an industry and also as an organization want to make sure that you're balancing the, the safety and the efficacy of the devices and the, the treatment of care for patients and that you're not being over-onerous around making sure that we are providing the, the life-saving solutions you know, that would be available for patients. So you can, you can always overcompensate and have potentially that extra layer of, of security, but you need to balance it to the efficacy and, and the safety of the patients, and that's, that's the, the act that we need to make sure that we're securing as, as an industry and as an organization. Now, the FDA recently issued a guidance related to mobile health applications. In that guidance, FDA says that it, quotes, intends to focus oversight on a subset of mobile apps. That subset includes mobile apps that are used as an accessory to a regulated medical device or mobile apps that transform a mobile platform into a regulated medical device. Now, with that said, what sorts of cybersecurity issues do you think need to be addressed by vendors of those mobile apps? I view the, the FDA is currently faced with heightened threats of cybersecurity to patients, potentially to their safety, to the protection of the data and information. I think that working together with industry and through our processes, they're facing similar similar impacts and requirements. I think as we talk about that convergence of the traditional IT security efforts and merging those activities into uh, organizations' product development design processes, that moves us in a, in a very positive way and in that direction. So I think that with the strong movement and of mobility, as, as you discussed, the need for access to data and information that it'll forge the practices and requirements. And Medtronic believes that our structure and how we are executing and working with the FDA, working with external industry, working with the ethical hackers in terms of the researchers in the, the marketplace, by coming together and leveraging what might be traditional um, IT security measures into our broader development and device um, solutions is the kind of the winning strategy and what needs to be taken moving forward. And you'll see, I believe, more and more organizations, as this is an industry issue, forge down that pathway. So does the FDA new mobile app guidance have a direct impact on Medtronic? And if so, what is the impact? Or is it more along the lines of, mobile app vendors turning smartphones into medical devices or, you know, offering software that's an accessory to some of your products, perhaps? So the, the FDA and a Medtronic impact, we have to and, and will always, you know, maintain execution against appropriate standards and, and FDA requirements. I think that the FDA 
has put out a draft advisory. They've looked for comments back. Medtronic specifically, by participating in some of the industry forums, have provided feedback through AdvaMed, through the Medical Device Privacy um, Consortium, through some of our other agencies where we participate so that we, again, focus this from an industry perspective. I do think that if we have a common set of standards, set of requirements, and we're all managing against those and best practices, the, the impacts you know, to organizations like Medtronic and others in the industry will, will be fair and, and balanced, and it'll, it'll follow appropriate trends and traditions you know, of good security. Finally, on a slightly different subject, many medical device vendors are considered business associates under HIPAA Omnibus. What changes has Medtronic implemented to comply with HIPAA Omnibus? So in, in certain Medtronic businesses, we currently have, have been operating as a covered entity. And the HIPAA Omnibus rule really extends some of the requirements of a covered entity to that business associate in terms of the relationships and the appropriate requirements that need to be in place. So since Medtronic had already been operating in some of our business operations under the stipulations of a covered entity, this is a matter of just extending our current practices and making sure that we're positioning our other businesses that are business associates to make sure that they're representing correctly and have extended those practices that we have, whether or not they're internally or through contracts and subcontractors that we do business with. So for us, it's more of an extension and a way of continuing to manage, you know, our business model and, and less of, of a disruption from our model and, and how we currently do business with our customers under, under HIPAA guidelines. Thanks, Michael. I've been speaking to Michael McNeil of Medtronic. I'm Marian Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.